It's time for JT the Brick. The Raiders need a wake-up call right now. If you don't progress and get better, they will cut you or trade you. You don't throw the ball out of bounds when you're down eight. There is no excuse for that. Everybody knows that my philosophy is to play faster. Don't huddle up when you don't need to huddle up. Make the play simpler. Run simpler plays and run them faster. Run them until you're blue in the face and don't leave practice until the janitor says we're closing the lights out. You guys got to go home. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. Give the ball to Devontae, Jacoby, and Hunter and Michael Mayer. I don't care who the sixth receiver is. GT the Brick. Too many people are getting comfortable. Smarter, faster, more explosive players who are disruptors. Everything that you could read that was negative and wasn't positive in this game, I gave you in the first five minutes of the show, and I do it five days a week on my radio show. There's no sugarcoating here. You're a Raider fan. Act like it. Get behind the team. And now, uh oh, here's JT the Brick. All right, welcome back. Final hour of the week here, Friday on Raider Nation Radio, the flagship of the Silver and Black. Thanks for a great week. Thanks all of our partners. I always mention our partners all the time, and I'll get around to thanking them all here as we get rolling here to wrap up our final hour of the week, which was kind of a bizarre week here with a couple of different topics here in the dead zone of sports radio. We're celebrating Fred Bolitnikoff's birthday today. If you're podcasting the show, or if you're listening to hour number two before hour number one over the weekend, we got a lot of that going on here with the podcast, all the podcasts that I got going now. But, you know, real good idea today is Raider 66. Talk to Raider more today. You know, the, the legends, the black hole. A couple of conversations today on Freddie B's 81st birthday which we mentioned in the first hour, obviously, is we got to celebrate more of our legends. We do. And everybody's birthday matters. I don't care if you're 23 years old and you play cornerback or you're 81 years old like Freddie B. But, you know, thinking about this today and how lucky I am to have the access to get to know these gentlemen and their wives and getting to know them for over 25 years, we will continue to celebrate every Raider legend's birthday going forward. You know, if you listen to some morning drive shows or podcasts, you know, if you listen to, I listen to Steph McKenzie, right on the point, one of the best DJs in town, personalities, period. And they talk about birthdays every morning. Hey, it's a celebrity's birthday. That's celebrity's birthday. We need to do more of that in the Raider Nation because when we have these icons and they're getting over the age of 75, 80, and they're out there. Let's make sure we do what we did today and across our channel and all over the Raider Nation is celebrate them all. Uh, they're going to be with us for a very, very long time. But when you got Jim Otto and Fred Bolitnikoff and Tom Flores and Ted Hendricks and Ron Mix and other people that I, I have, the George Atkinson, who I text every week, you know, ch- cherish these guys. Cherish them and celebrate their birthday. Go on social media, Twitter. Many of you are friends with them also. And you have their numbers or, you know, their Facebook page. And I'll, I'll go out there and celebrate it because I talk to Freddie B and I talk to Freddie every day. And I just cherish that. I talk to my dad every day uh, back in New York or now he's in Florida, Naples, Florida. And you, normally I'm texting and talking to Fred every day because he's a mentor and I get great. I, I just get great vibes with Fred every day when we are able to talk about football or life or anything, my kids or his kids and something like that. So thanks again to everybody who went on social media and everybody who uh, jumped in today and said something nice about Freddie B. You don't have to call the show. You don't. You can just go on Twitter. You don't have to go on Twitter. 
You can just give a big uh, salute, a Modelo salute. How about that? We'll get Modelo in here at the top of the hour as we continue on in the show here. All right, so this was a bizarre week. We had Monday, we had President's Day, and then the rest of the week, really the big Raider topic. There was a bunch of Raider topics this week on the show that were very important, but none bigger than the Mahomes rules by Antonio Pierce on the Max Crosby podcast. We spent yesterday talking about it. I want to mention it here again as we touched on it in the first hour. This is the dead zone at Sports Radio where ESPN, Fox Sports 1, Pro Football Talk, whoever it is, everybody's looking for content. And there isn't a lot of content. There's a lot of speculation. Uh, Big Al, who's one of our callers, made a great point. You know, this is speculation season. It's not hard fact season. In the NFL, at least. In basketball, they play a game. Last night, I watched LeBron sit out, and the Warriors beat him, and the Warriors are playing like the Harlem Globetrotters, and they're passing behind their back, and LeBron's there. LeBron could have played in the game. He played in the All-Star game. He could have played in this game. He chose not to. And that's a topic that, again, we got to fix in sports because LeBron James is a great player, and he definitely deserves some nights off. But when you play in the All-Star game, and you're on airplanes, and you're walking around Indianapolis, and you're going to steakhouses, and you're at all these signings and all this, and then you can't play against the Warriors with the season on the line? Give me a break. I mean, give me a break compared to Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar before that, Luol Cinder, John Havlicek, any player that you remembered would never sit out the game after an all-star break unless their ankle was in a cast. But I'm a LeBron guy, so that's fact. We have something to talk about. In the NFL... A lot of this is fiction. We don't have a lot to talk about this time of year. It's pure speculation. So when Antonio Pierce on Max Crosby's podcast talked about the Mahomes rules, similar to Michael Jordan rules against the Pistons, I thought that was great content. And again, there you see that Mike Greenberg, we played that soundbite, and Mike Florio, and other people have different opinions on that. We are in the Raider Nation. So we in the Raider Nation don't think it's a big deal. Well, my job is to uh, talk about what people in other markets are talking about. What do the chief fans think about this? So I called one of the sports talk hosts in Kansas City and said, bigger, big topic or nothing. He said, yeah, it was a good topic this week on the show. We were talking about the fact that we're in the Raiders' heads. That's the way they're spinning it in Kansas City, that they've won two in a row. They're going for a three-peat. They're in the Raiders because the Raiders beat them on Christmas Day, and they're laughing about it. We're not laughing about it here in Las Vegas and throughout the Raider Nation. We take this seriously. We want to win. We want to beat Kansas City. But the Raiders, if they split with Kansas City, still got to win a whole bunch of other games, probably 9-10 to to make the playoffs. But everybody's fascinated this week about Antonio Pierce and what he thinks about the Mahomes rules. It's an off-season topic. It's low-hanging fruit. As Rich Eisen said, it's red meat. For Raider fans, and we we participated in it this week. But I watched the other shows, the morning shows, some of the debate shows, and they all participated in it because I think everybody's starting to respect the Raiders now differently than in the past. And John Gruden got a lot of respect in the league. Other coaches got big respect with the Raiders over the years. Tom Cable, whoever it is, Jack Del Rio. But now the national media is looking at the Raiders a little bit differently because I think they like Antonio Pierce. They remember him as a player for the New York Giants and what he was able to do. It's easy to connect Antonio Pierce with football as a player and a champion and a Super Bowl champ and also now as a guy who was very vocal and will speak his mind. Fans around the country love that. I love that about Mike Tomlin. 
Every time Mike Tomlin has a press conference and a soundbite, we me, talking amongst producers on Sirius XM or here, I say, grab everything you can get from Tomlin. He's a tremendous soundbite. Well, Antonio Pierce is turning into Tomlin. He's becoming an unbelievable soundbite. And I get the opportunity to interview him and the opportunity to talk to him. And when I sat across from him as he took over as the interim head coach last year, it was fascinating to see him walk in the room with Will Kiss from our media department, walk in and kind of clap his hands and say, how you doing? Little shake of the hands, fist bump, and we went right into it. No nonsense. No nonsense at all. Not like, hey, how's everything? No. We go three, two, and one, and we jump into it. Excuse me. Because he's a no-nonsense guy. And I thought he said a lot of great things in our sit-down interviews about the opponent, how he wants to win, the fans, right? That, That line that he came up with, Raider Nation, stand up. He wants that. He just met with the black hole at a signing. And from talking to the black hole and the people who met with him, he's completely immersed with the fans. He wants the black hole and the end zone to become more the way it was in Oakland. Just like Max Crosby, they want the place to start to come alive. Allegiant Stadium has come alive. You know, it comes alive when the Chargers are in town because 90% of the fans are the Raider fans. we got to get it to the point when Kansas City's in town or the Steelers are in town or there are other teams in town that were limiting the fan bases of those other teams that come into the building, our building, because Raider fans want to sell tickets and Raider fans want to pay for their PSLs and Raider fans want to pay for their entire season tickets by selling two to three games. I get it. I sit in a section. I see people do it. We got to be better than that. Got to be better than that going forward. So this week for me was more about the Raiders getting out there nationally and people talking about them more nationally. People saying, well, they got a coach. Again, excuse me. They got a coach in Antonio Pierce who clearly wants to win and he does not care what other fan bases think. He cares what the Chiefs think. Andy Reid, he's a coach. He's going to the owners' meetings. He cares what the other owners And coaches think to some degree, but he doesn't care what the other fans think. He's pure Raiders. And that's what this week was about for me. There wasn't a lot of moving. The Getsy press conference is great. You move on to this uh, Justin Fields conversation. Does Justin Fields. Look at this. I'm here at ESPN.com. Look at your watch here. In the 1 o'clock hour, keep Justin Fields. All the teams that are interested in him. Are the Raiders interested in Justin Fields? I don't think so. Is that a Raider topic? Absolutely. Saw some video of Aiden O'Connell throwing balls in the park to his friends. Is that a Raider topic? No, not really for me. I think Aiden O'Connell's a hard worker. He's going to go out there and try to earn the starting job for the Raiders going forward. The Josh Jacobs topic, really big this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs is in a position now where he's got to make up his mind what he wants to do. Does he want to play for the Raiders for a certain price? Does he want to be a free agent? Does he want to go to a team that he believes will give him a better chance to win? Or does he want to retire as a Raider and be one of the great Raiders of all time and lead this team to the postseason? Don't know. I'm assuming he wants to be here because Antonio Pierce loves him. Max Crosby loves him. The team loves him in general, so it seems to be a nice fit. But there's a lot going on business-wise as we discussed this week with Josh Jacobs. I hope Josh is here. I don't talk about Josh's money. I don't talk to him in the offseason. I don't know what he's thinking. But I know a lot of Raider fans from looking at Raider fans in the chat and and talking to them here on the radio, they all want Josh Jacobs back. Most do. I'd say over 90% of you in the Raider Nation want to have Josh Jacobs back 
and you want Josh Jacobs to be a part of this team. And then that comes down to Devontae Adams. Finally, the other big takeaway on our show this week is that talking to Bill Williamson, Vinny Bonsignor, Levi Edwards, some of the insiders that we had on in the short week, is that this Green Bay offense that comes out of Mike Holmgren and Mike McCarthy, the West Coast offense, Joe Philbin coming here, which I like. I like Joe Philbin a lot. I, I do like Joe Philbin. I think he's a no-nonsense guy. I think that's a sneaky, as Vinny said, sneaky good hire to have another head coach in the room with Marvin Lewis and Antonio Pierce. I love everything about that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Makes a lot of sense to me in more ways than one to have that type of maturity in there and a guy that on a certain practice day can pull Antonio Pierce aside and say, hey, I saw something in practice with the offensive line. I want to get in your office and correct this before we meet with the players because he's a former head coach. Cliff Kingsbury was a former head coach, too. The Raiders didn't get him. They ended up getting Luke Getze. And, as I said this week, Patrick Graham will be a coach. But what role did Devontae Adams have in all this? Did Devontae sit in meetings with Mark Davis? I don't know. Haven't talked to Mark about it. Did he sit in meetings with Tom Telesco? What is Devontae Adams' vibe with this team? Because the other low-hanging fruit topic at ESPN is that Devontae's going to want to hook up with Aaron Rodgers, which is false. Which is false. Remember, the Jets stink. The Jets are terrible. So for everybody who says that Devontae could go to the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers is completely healthy, which he should be, he got through this Achilles, and he seems to be doing well, good for Aaron Rodgers, will Aaron Rodgers break out one more power move to go after Devontae? They'd have to give up a lot to get him. He's an expensive player. The Raiders would get a lot in return. That will be a New York Jets topic. As I tweeted out this morning, I was watching one of the morning debate shows, and they're talking about the Jets and Devontae today. In February, they're talking about the Jets. How, how terrible is that content? But it's content because it's a dead zone and people are looking for things to talk about. Derek Carr reworked his contract. That's a national topic. $23 million he adds to the cap. <clears throat> That's a good move by Derek. If he gets more guaranteed money, the number one story today at ESPN, the New Orleans Saints are restructuring quarterback Derek Carr's contract in a move that is expected to give the team around $23 million in salary cap relief. Jeremy Fowler reported that earlier today. Good for Derek. Uh, Derek was due $30 million in base salary this upcoming season, so they're converting it. You know, New Orleans does this every year. They're always in cap hell, and what they do is they restructure and they get out of cap hell. Raiders got a lot of money. A lot of money for the cap, a lot of money in free agency here, and if they got to redo contracts, I I bring up Derek's contract because that's the way a team that has no cap space does it. Derek's 32 years old, threw for 3,878 yards, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions, but the Saints were nine and eight. And lost the tiebreaker to Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. And a lot of fans in New Orleans aren't happy, but they're happy today that he restructured his deal. So back to AP, Antonio Pierce. i got to stop saying AP. He's coach, the head coach. Antonio Pierce had a good week. I think he did. I think he had a great week. Because the whole league's talking about him after the Max Crosby podcast. And it redirects everybody back to the fact that we got the right guy. We got the guy that wants to beat the Chiefs, wants to make sure Mahomes gets beaten these games and wants to make sure that the Raiders go to the postseason and wants to connect with you, the Raider Nation. 
I love that. That was a big part of the week, along with some of these other topics. As part of our team here and our teammates here at Raider Nation Radio head out to Indianapolis for the Combine, I'll be back here. We'll be talking to them in Indy, and we'll give you the content from the Combine over the next week, and we'll then come out of the Combine and get ready for the NFL Draft. I have not been this excited for the NFL Draft in a long time. I think the most excited I was was when the Raiders moved to Vegas and when they got here and had to relocate and they had the first draft in Vegas and we did draft parties and it was really big and we were excited about a new era of Raider football. I'm more excited about this. I think the team is a playoff team. I think there's a playoff roster here. I think the draft and free agency will tighten the bolts on this big battleship going forward. Just a couple more players. Give me two starters in free agency. Give me two starters in the draft starters, not developmental players. That's four more players in the starting lineup with a really good defense, a loaded offense. But the quarterback remains the big topic as we continue on. La Casa Cigars, Mike, I'll be heading over there today. I got to run some errands over there. Over in Tivoli Village, I'll stop by for a nice cigar. You might be saying, JT, your voice. Woo! Yeah, the voice is cracking a little bit here coming off my Maui trip and uh, this whole week doing the double dip shows, but it's good. I'm ready for a great weekend here. Hopefully the weather gets nice for the weekend. And coming up uh, later this hour, we got a rugby interview. Rugby is coming to Allegiant Stadium. And we're going to talk to the CEO of the National Rugby League as they're coming here from Australia. We're going to try to make a phone call come together from Sydney, Australia when we come back. You don't want to miss that. I played rugby in college. Rugby's huge in Vegas and all of the West Coast. And I think it's going to be one of the great events at Allegiant Stadium. You know, when you have a soccer team come play here and it doesn't mean anything, you know, an exhibition soccer game, I'm not interested because it's an exhibition. This is real rugby, real professional rugby players. You won't believe the amount of people already in town and coming into town from Australia. And I'll be a part of that next week as we continue on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Friday, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. JT, welcome back as we continue here on Raider Nation Radio. An honor to talk to the CEO of the National Rugby League, Andrew Abdo, kind enough to join us in Sydney, Australia. Andrew, thanks a lot for doing this. As a former rugby player, it's an honor to talk to you. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. Good afternoon to you and and all the listeners. Um, We're very excited. Our season's about to start. We're about to bring our uh, professional football league over to the USA and to Las Vegas, and we can't wait. Um, It's a really exciting opportunity for our game, and obviously to be able to play in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, uh, the home of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, this is a huge moment for our sport, so we're very, very excited. Yeah, we're really excited too, and again, as a former rugby player, and there's a lot of rugby in Las Vegas and out west from Cal all the way down to San Diego, and to play at Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders that just hosted the Super Bowl. How honored are the players to play in a venue like this and, and grow the sport internationally? Well, as you, as you know, uh, there's a you know, huge following of NFL here in Australia and around the world, and we all watch the Super Bowl with interest. What a magnificent spectacle and what a magnificent stadium. The players are incredibly excited. So we've got four of our clubs, and I stress, we, this is our season opening, right? So these are mm. for premiership points. 
Um, first time any Australian sport is playing for premiership points in the USA. Uh, so it is an honour and a privilege for us. The players are incredibly excited. They're all over in America as we speak, uh, basing themselves across the West Coast. We've got some clubs in San Diego, some clubs in LA, and uh, Manly Seagulls already in Las Vegas as we speak. The players are training. They're getting ready for the start of their season. They can't wait to play on a stadium that they've obviously seen on television and, and have, you know, have been watching uh, from afar. And so this is, uh, this is exciting. But it's not just exciting for our players. Uh, we've got 14,000 Australians booked to travel and come across and experience mm-hmm. Las Vegas and Allegiant Stadium. This is amazing. The CEO of the National Rugby League, Andrew Abdo, kind enough to join us here on the flagship of the Raiders. What I love about this is you mentioned these are premier points. A lot of time, Premier League soccer teams play here exhibitions. They don't even bring their starters it means nothing. It's an exhibition game, and the diehard Premier League soccer fans say, yeah, I'll go watch it, but the Stars aren't playing. This is exactly the opposite with the National Rugby League. This means something. These are games that count, and you kick it off in Vegas. I love that fact. And uh, more than that, like you know, at the start of our season, we have, uh, we, we're going to have millions of fans in Australia watching, and they're going to be watching their teams play on U.S. soil uh, for the season opening. It's pretty exciting because even though it's on March 2nd on a Saturday evening in Las Vegas, that comes across into Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific on a Sunday afternoon prime time. So it's a win-win for us. We're going to have millions of fans watching here, but also hopefully millions of fans watching across America. And you know, we are the National Rugby League, the NRL, and uh, it's probably worthwhile just explaining that for a second. Uh, rugby League is slightly different to Rugby, rugby Union, um, but it, it has in common. It's 80 minutes. Um, this is the biggest professional sports league um, of any format in terms of rugby in Australia, and uh, we've got the best of the best over there competing for these premiership points. So it's, it's incredibly exciting for us. It's an honour, obviously, and we can't wait to showcase this sport to U.S. fans. We love NFL and love any sport. We think that they'll enjoy this. Uh, the Nash- Rugby League's in Las Vegas, everybody. This is huge. It's NRL unleashed in Vegas. UN is the promotion. March 2nd, 2024 to Legion Stadium. Tell us about the quality of player and how the young rugger grows up in Australia with the dream of becoming a professional to play at the highest level. What, t- what, time, uh, what type of leagues do they have to go through as youth and you know, playing high school at grade school to get to the level where they can play at this level professionally? Yeah, that's a great question. And we're fortunate enough to have some of the best athletes on the planet, both men and women. We have a, a men's league and a women's league. Um, and we, we draw from a wide base. So uh, the game, rugby league, incredibly popular in Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Pacific, Fiji, uh, Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, Papua New Guinea. And so we've got quite a diverse playing, uh, playing group. They come, uh, rugby league is played in different formats at school, uh, touch football, tag football, and of course, tackle. Um, and then there's development that occurs, as you can imagine, under 16s, under 18s, uh, elite development starts to occur, the clubs sign players, we have a number of academies. Uh, so there's a, a wide range of players playing different formats uh, at club at school level, touch tag tackle, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we start to see the development occur in the teenage years and the clubs investing in their academies and the development of players. But what you're going to see is an athlete that plays an 80-minute game, the ball in play and the continuity of the game is at next level. Right? So ball in play is around 56 minutes of the 80 minutes 
Uh, we have halves, not quarters. Mm-hmm. So for 40 minutes, it's pretty continuous. And there's, a, there's 13 players on the field, and there's 17 players in total. So only three players on the bench or on the interchange. So you've got the players need to play both offense and yes. defense and are required to be able to play all types of positions where they are either tackling, running the ball up, uh, or have speed on the outside, and they need to be able to kick. Now, in NFL, obviously, you have downs. We have tackles. And so for six tackles, you've got to try and make as much territory as you can and then think about how you're going to out the move for points um, as you get closer to your opponent's top. So the type of athlete we've got is um, it needs to be multi-skilled. Uh, they need to be strong and fast, but they need to be able to play offense and defense. So as you can imagine, it's a, it's a pretty pretty unique type of athlete that we uh, we have. Yeah, what I love about the sport is playing it in college is the camaraderie before, during, and after the game with your opponent. I've never experienced anything in my life. I've been to the Daytona 500, the World Series, the Final Four in basketball, the Super Bowl. Never in my life I experienced athletes after tremendous competition and hard play go drink together celebrate the sport of rugby together, raise a glass, raise a pint, and have that type of brotherhood and sisterhood. There's nothing like it around the world. And how are the fans going to experience that from the tailgating to the pre-parties from Fremont Street to Allegiant Stadium and especially the resort properties that are going to host all these Australians and all the people coming from your country? This is going to be an ongoing party for days. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better, Jesse. You, you, you got it. Like, um, we pride ourselves on being an incredible... We, we call ourselves the greatest game for all. Like, we're inclusive, and we celebrate all cultures. Um, and there's a huge amount of respect amongst the uh, playing group and the fans. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of banter. There's a lot of rivalry. There's a lot of tribalism in our sport. Um, and uh, But there's also a lot of respect. And so... You know, we, we, we work hard and we play hard together. Uh, we celebrate everything that is about sport. And, you know, that's the great thing, whether it's rugby league or whether it's uh, NFL, any sport, right? What you were describing is, is common universal. Sport is a language we all understand. It brings us together. And no matter what our differences are, um, you know, in, in real life and all the hardships and all the things that are wrong and going wrong in the world, sport is the one thing that gives us hope and allows us to connect. And you see that with Rugby League, and I think we're going to see it in Las Vegas next week. And we can't wait for uh, our U.S. fans uh, and our new U.S. fans uh, to welcome them in to our sport and and allow them to celebrate um, the camaraderie that you were describing. And and I think there'll be new friends made. And uh, as you said, we've got a number of activities planned during the week. We're going to have a fan day where all the fans are going to get up and close with all four teams uh, at, at Fremont Street Experience. Mm-hmm. That happens on Thursday evening. And, of course, there's still tickets for sale. The tailgate party will be in action. We'll be blending, you know, U.S. traditions and all the great things you guys do, and we'll try and bring that into our game and show you a little bit of what we do. So it'll be a real sort of merger, fusion of cultures and of sports. Um, and if, if people are interested in coming and seeing this, there's still tickets available, nrl.com forward slash Vegas. Plenty of tickets available. A beautiful stadium, mm-hmm. home of the Raiders. We cannot wait to showcase our sport and welcome everyone in. Yeah, we're so proud to be a part of this and help promote it. We're talking to Andrew Abdo, CEO of uh, National Rugby League. You got some star power. Russell Crowe's been voicing your ads, and I'm sure that that's a passionate fan overall and someone you know. And how did that come together? 
Yeah, um, it, Russell. So Russell's actually a part owner in the South Sydney Rabbitohs, one of our clubs who will be playing in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as an owner uh, of the of the club, he's obviously hugely passionate about his club and about the game. And he's been a great supporter, and and obviously he's helped us with uh, um, some of the content that we've created in terms of uh, the voiceover. But we've got a number of uh, Aussie celebrities that are big league followers and fans. Uh, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. is uh, is uh, effectively an ambassador for the Manly Sea Eagles and. Uh, they're also playing in Vegas, and uh, you know it's kind of part of our culture league. So a lot of the Aussies um, around the world follow from afar, and uh, hopefully we'll see a couple of those celebrities at the game. And certainly, uh, if not at the game, then, then rooting from the televisions. But we just love how everyone sort of, I think, quite quite excited about this venture and 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 what it, and, and the opportunity that it that it has for us and for our sport. You know, I've seen rugby be played in Vegas at Sam Boyd Stadium outside at the Silver Bowl. But to just know and working for the Raiders and knowing that stadium the way I do, any ch- child, any a young adult, anyone in town who wants to bring their kids to an event and see the quality of athletic performance, the, when these athletes finish their tackles and their hits, when someone's trying to come around the outside, makes a fake, wants to dish the ball but takes it inside and gets drilled, and the quality of the tackling, and the history of the sport and the ability to get hit so hard and bounce right back up, and then, Andrew, have to go play defense, as you said, and play both ways, that's what makes this sport so brilliant is the cardio, the size, the physicality, the speed, the controlled violence of playing this sport. This is not for everyone. These are some of the great athletes in the world, and I think the fans are going to be able in this venue to hear the tackling, to hear the athletes communicating. It's going to be fabulous. Oh, yeah, you described it perfectly. And, of course, um, you know, and, and the sport's a bit different in that there's no shoulder pads, there's no helmets. Yes. Like this, is, this is just sort of raw, raw contact, body on body. And uh, as you said, it's continuous. That brings fatigue in. And so you often see at the uh, second half of each half, the game's starting to open up and you're starting to see the, some of the smaller players and some of the faster players starting to create gaps. Um, and it becomes pretty exciting and pretty compelling entertainment. Well, my friend, I'm happy we did this because in 1994, I went with my buddies, five of us, we backpacked through Australia. And we started off in Sydney, Sydney and we went up to Cairns. Uh, we went on the Sunday Island cruise, and then we went down. I remember Manly Beach. I remember Surfer's Paradise. And going through Australia on the Gold Coast and being able to talk rugby in the pubs and talk to fans about this, I always dreamed of going back there and seeing the National Rugby League to see your league being played overall there. So I'm going to come back on you on your invitation. I'll get there on my own with my friends and come visit you. And I want to go to a couple of your elite stadiums and be a guest and see this up close after you take over Allegiant Stadium. Hey, I've really enjoyed this chat with you, JT. We'd love to host you at, at the game at Allegiant Stadium uh, and love to get you to meet some of the players uh, yes. and, and some of our stakeholders. And then we can't wait to host you here in Australia and uh, take you to a couple of our games and a, and a couple of those spots that you described. Uh, mm-hmm. We know, um, you know, well, what do we have in common? Uh, the USA and Australia, you know, beautiful country, warm people, uh, some great weather and some great beaches, uh, whether it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the West Coast of America, whether it's uh, the east coast of Australia. So we'd love to have you. We look forward to uh, seeing you in the flesh very soon next week. Yes. We want to host you in our VRP suite, and we welcome all fans 
and uh, all of our friends over in America, and mm-hmm. we want you to invite you to come and experience yes. uh, a little bit of Australia, a little bit of Australian sport and culture. And uh, we'd love to meet you, and we'd love to get you uh, on board as you know, following our sport, and, and obviously host you back down Australia at some point. I look forward to it, Andrew. And just make sure Rob Cornelius doesn't forget me for the after hours. I want to be at the rugby. <laughs> I want to be at the rugby after hours. Make sure I get the invite to that. Okay. Lock that in. Lock that in. Take care, my friend. I look forward to meeting you. Take care. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. No problem. You got it. That's Andrew Abdo as we're live in Australia, in Sydney. How many other your favorite radio shows are doing that? I love rugby. I played it for four years in college. I made some of the best friends I've ever had. It's an unbelievable sport. Do you understand, everybody, that on March 2nd, you can go watch the greatest rugby in the world, some of the greatest rugby in the world, being played at Allegiant Stadium? Oh, my God. You're going to have a cold beverage in your hand. You're going to watch this, and if you bring people with you, friends and family, you'll get a chance to experience this, and it'll be another bucket list checked off in Vegas. You want to do things in Vegas that you can't do anywhere else in the world. Go see Fish at the Sphere, right? Go to a Raider game. Uh, Go see Bruno Mars, Adele. Go do something great. You go see NRL Unleashed in Vegas On March 2nd, you will find me there, I will find you, and we'll have an unbelievable time. Thanks again to our guests and everybody involved. Glenn, behind the scenes, Rob Cornelius, Eric Rodriguez, who put this together. We're thrilled to be a part of it on the flagship of the Silver and Black on this Friday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio. Five seconds to go. Puck in the Toronto zone, and the clock will run out. Six consecutive wins for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 32 on the season. They defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in dominant fashion. 7-3, the final score at T-Mobile Arena. All right, we're wrapping up our week here on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio. Dan Duva on the call. Uh, Golden Knights Radio, as our Vegas Golden Knights got smoked last night at the Fortress, and I wanted to bring that up and do, you know, I do some Raider therapy for Raider Nation. I think it's time for me to do a little bit, very quickly, Golden Knights therapy. Uh, I had a couple of friends who were at the game last night. You know, I like to go when I can get out there. Love me some VGK. I love the Golden Knights. I'm not a journalist. I don't write a hockey column. I'm a fan that gets to cover the team here uh, on the sister station of our flagship here of the Vegas Golden Knights. And a lot of people are worried about where this team is going, where their energy is. Uh, Bruce Cassidy not thrilled, thinking that other teams are figuring them out now. Mark Stone will be out for a significant amount of time, which is not good. Uh, He was out last year. He came back. He was brilliant absolutely brilliant in the postseason but last night when another team comes to town from the opposing conference they treat Vegas the reigning cup champions this is their biggest game of the year and the Maple Leafs got off to a four nothing start game was over at one point they're up six to one Uh, Vegas gets a couple of late goals and look you know Austin Matthews got his 52nd goal here so Vegas is now 32-19-6. and 6. 
19-9-2 at home, and there are some VGK fans that are panicking a little bit here. Rightfully so, but no, wrongfully so, because this isn't a bandwagon town. The problem with this hockey team going forward is it's such a short history with a trip to the Stanley Cup year one and winning the Stanley Cup this past year that everybody looks at VGK now and this community. Are we bandwagon fans? We're not. So we have a Cirque du Soleil show before every game. We have a light show. We've got a dragon that comes out of the ice. That's for entertainment. The hockey team is legit. But now in the Western Conference, Vegas, I look up, which is number one or two all year, and now they're number five. So Vegas with 70 points and Edmonton's right up their back. Ahead of Vegas now is the Winnipeg Jets, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, and Vancouver Canucks. Canucks got 80 points. Vegas has 70. That's a big number. I don't care if Vegas doesn't catch Vancouver. I could care less. Going into Vancouver in the Western Conference Finals doesn't make me nervous. I think Vegas can get away with that. Going in and playing Winnipeg on the road does not scare me. Colorado and Dallas, that's a different story. Uh, Dallas, to go into Dallas in the Western Conference semis or Colorado, those barns, those arenas are tough. It's hard to win there. But Vegas has got to make sure now that if Edmonton, and then the Kings are only four points back with 66 points. So Las Vegas has lost two in a row, and the rest of the conference is in trouble. Vancouver has lost four in a row. Dallas has lost four in a row. Colorado's lost one. The rest of the conference is not playing at a high level. So with Mark Stone being out significantly with an injury, and he might not come back. I don't know if he can recover from this one. But last year, they paced him, and they were able to go out. I think that Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee will go out and get a quality goal scorer. I don't have the depth of the list. Uh, Ryan on our other channel probably has a better. Gosh, all the guys that are there can tell you who VGK is going to be in the hunt for. But they got to get another, not Mark Stone, but another significant goal scorer that can come in and help. On the other side of the Eastern Conference, Boston's the best team with 80 points. Rangers at 79, the Panthers there. Vegas is fine, but the loss of Mark Stone is significant. As I tweeted out last night, he is the heart and soul of our Vegas Golden Knights, and we need him at 100%. And if we don't get him back, you know, you're talking about a guy who doesn't complete the seasons, but when he comes into the postseason and he's healthy, he can do a really big job. So I just wanted to get VGK in here as we wrap it up on Friday because the last thing we want in this town is to give off the impression that we're a bunch of bandwagon hockey fans, which we're not, and we're crying and we're whining and we're not showing up to games and the team's not playing well and everybody's panicking. There's no need to panic here. This is a team that always spends money, has great goaltending, has a deep defense, and enough goal scorers to kind of get hot during a time where Mark Stone is out. But the injuries seem to be mounting. I can tell the level of concern from listening to Bruce Cassidy that he knows how to you know, poke this team. Knows how to poke this team and tell them when they're not playing well. Get in their face when they're not playing well. Step on them pretty hard in practice. And then to back off. So for the hockey insiders in town here, and I follow them all, most of them on social media, there is a level of concern. There is a level of concern with this hockey team and what's going to happen going forward. I'm not concerned. I just want to see him get into the playoffs. But I'd like him to have a two or three seed, not a five or six seed along the way. Also, one last thing I wanted to get to here, Tom Pelissero 
has pointed out. Really good tweet here that came out today. I hope you follow Tom Pelissaro as he talks about the revenue and what's happening in the league here. Uh, let me get to this very quickly. It, it's amazing. Here it is. Uh, my buddy sent this to me. NFL salary cap by year in revenue sharing era. So this is how much the cap has gone up. In 2011, it was $120 million. In 2018, it was $177 million. In 2020, $198 million. Last year, 2023, $224 million in the cap. And now it's moved up to $255 million. And Tom Pelissero said business is booming. He's right about that. And business is booming in Vegas, as I tell you about that. So the NFL salary cap will rise to $255.4 million per team this upcoming season. That's a $30 million increase per team. $30 million. It's also the largest year-to-year rise in the cap since the post-COVID bump when the number went from 182.5 to 2001's 208.2. Why the big jump? According to Yahoo, the NFL says it's due to the full repayment of all amounts of advanced money by the clubs and deferred by the players during the COVID pandemic, as well as an extraordinary increase in media revenue for the 2024 season. There it is, everybody. The secret sauce. Peacock. Amazon. Streaming. Do you stream the show? I hope you do. Do you stream video? I know you do. And now Roger Goodell and the NFL has found a way to put these streaming devices out there and put NFL games there. Now, it's not good for everybody. Remember, a lot of people can't afford streaming. There are many, many millions upon millions of people who are football fans in this country, and they can't afford to stream football games. The NFL will bring in $110 billion over 11 years for the most recent television deals that were struck in 2021. Are you kidding me? The NFL will bring in $110 billion over 11 years. That's why I often say, like him or not, Roger Goodell is going into the Hall of Fame with a gold jacket for that number. There will also be an additional $74 million per team that will go towards player benefits, including performance bonuses and benefits for retired players. Congratulations there. Why did it take so long? Retired players are dying off by the day. By the day, retired players are dying off. They should have got these benefits a long time ago. As the 2023 league window winds down, teams will head to Indy next week for the combine. There are going to be a good number of meetings between agents and players as they plan out for free agency ahead of the market opening on March 13th. Put that in your phone. March 13th. a matter of fact, let me look on my phone to see what day of the week that is march 13th is a wednesday where the league will open up here and we'll start talking about free agency and going crazy there but the cap goes up that means more teams have more money to spend uh the raiders have a lot of cap space the raiders got good revenue the raiders have the ability to redo contracts the raiders are in a really good situation now for tom telesco and the entire organization to go out there and spend money wisely which I think Tom's got a pretty good track record in doing that. A really good track record in spending money correctly. And look, the Chargers, you can push back and say, well, look at the Chargers cap. Chargers have had a really good team the last couple of years and came up short. 
I believe that the Chargers roster is better than the Raiders currently and has been better than the Raiders. Fact, not fiction, the last couple of years. Come on. With Justin Herbert and that team, their receivers, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, their defense with Bosa and Khalil Mack, Derwin James. There's no doubt that Tom Telesco had a better roster than the Raiders since the Raiders moved to Vegas. Now Tom inherits a pretty good roster with Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. And what, what's he going to do with Josh Jacobs? What's going to happen at quarterback? But I wanted to give you those numbers there in regards to the cap and what the Raiders have to work with going forward. It should be a really good offseason, I think, when it comes to money being spent. And then we got the kiss, as Bill Rafferty, Rafferty would say, the kiss from Jimmy G with the two-game suspension. I love Jimmy. Jimmy's a good guy. Jimmy's a captain of the Raiders. Captain of the Raiders. Got injured. Very unfortunate. He's been injured in the past. It doesn't take away that Jimmy G's a great guy. His teammates love him. The Raider organization loved him. But Jimmy G did us a favor on the way out as the Raiders will have over $10 million to spend because of this Jimmy G suspension. Again, want to thank Bobby for putting the show together today. I hope everybody has a great rest of their Friday. Q is coming up next. Q's got a big show, as always. Also, uh, congrats to Q. He was in that year-end documentary the Raiders put out on the year in review, which is really good. I watched that the other night. As we look back on the year, you can find that on Raiders YouTube. It is right there. Also, I want to thank Andrew Paul, who works with me. We had a big breakfast today with one of our clients, and I work with Andrew Paul as my business partner here, and he's hit it out of the park as I'm able to thank our partners as we head into the weekend. The Black Hole. Go to theblackhole.com and become a member. Boyd Gaming. Unbelievable job that they do locally for Raider fans. Head on out to the Orleans. Head on out to the Gold Coast. All their properties here. Cafe Americano. Uh, we got breaking news with Cafe Americano. We did that remote there the Friday of Super Bowl with Michael Irvin and Eddie George. And Cafe Americano is a proud partner of ours. Everyone over at Modelo. Thank you to Modelo. Proud partner of the show. Proud partner of my podcast and the live streaming. The DeCastaverde Law Group, if you get into an accident. I hope you don't. 702-222-9999. Our great friends at Remy Martin team up for excellence. Remy Martin had a great Super Bowl with Usher. Usher did a hell of a job, man. I don't know if that was a Mount Rushmore performance, but it was pretty close. Remy Martin and Usher, proud partners of our show. Golden Entertainment, PT's best happy hour in town. They fuel the monologue 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Want to thank our great friends, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Charles Woodson built his brand of being a Hall of Fame football player, and now he's doing it with his wine and his bourbon whiskey. La Casa Cigars. Mike, I'll have a cigar. You know I'm on my way. I appreciate that. want to thank Tommy White, the Laborers 872, for everything that they do for us. M Resort. Hey, M Resort, man. Home of the Raiders Tavern and Grill, along with some other great restaurants. M Ride. Teo Johnson and his crew can get you to and from the games. It's better than any other transportation I've been a part of in my 30 years in Vegas. Go to M-Ride, find out all about it if you need a ride. And Resorts World. Thanks to Resorts World for everything they do. They got a brand new restaurant opening next week. We'll be at the grand opening and tell you all about that there. That's a good week of radio, man. Coming off my Maui trip, coming off President's Day, coming off all the guests that we had on this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. And check out the new YouTube page at JT the Brick YT. Hit me up over the weekend. New podcast is out. JT and Looney, will you download your podcast a little bit more than sports on this one? Don't want to offend any snowflakes, but you might want to download this one. Have a great weekend, everybody. Q on deck. Thanks for listening to the flagship of the Silver and Black.
Appreciate it. Thank you guys.